everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is episode three in a 10 episode mini mini series that I'm doing on the top 10 fitness mistakes or weight loss mistakes that I've made in the past that I've become acutely aware of in my most recent experience in hiring my good friend, Alex Mazurko, as my personal trainer. Um, she's part of this level 10 coaching group, and I hired her. I'm in my sixth week as I'm recording this. And if you follow me on social, whether it's uh, Instagram, my blog, Facebook, wherever it is, you've probably heard me mention you know, my feedback on number one, why I hired her as a trainer, why I decided to hire a trainer, why I decided it was time to hand over the reins to someone else. I recorded a whole podcast on this. In fact, I will make sure putting a note to myself to link up to that in the show notes. Um, I talked about why I decided to hire a trainer. It was time. It was time to hand over the reins to somebody else. But in my first five weeks, I was was really embarrassed both in front of you guys, um, in front of myself, um, that I really, here I'd gone out and invested in a trainer, hired a trainer, made this big commitment. And with each week that I turned in my numbers and my spreadsheet, I realized like, I'm not in this all the way. You know, I'm not getting my workouts done. I hadn't paid attention to enough things, um, hadn't read all the materials, was kind of rushing through things, skimming through things. And that some of these things are just bigger trends in my life. And I know that they're bigger trends in, in the lives of many of you. And, and these are the things that when we're not self-aware, when we're not paying attention, that's where you can get to a point whether whether you're working with a trainer or not, whether you're working on your own. Like if you're not tracking, (laughs) this goes back to um, the first episode where I talked about the importance of tracking. You know, when you're not tracking, when you're not like measuring things and you're one of those people who just makes a new year's resolution and then you give up and you get to the end of the year and you're like, holy shit, what happened? You know, if you're not tracking it, 
as somebody who's worked in corporate sales for most of my career and then owned my own businesses, you tend to start thinking of things in quarters, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, and, and in groups of, you know, three months, 90 days, right? So you're like, what did I do in the first quarter? Wow. It's already the second quarter of the year. Wow. We're already looking at the second half of the year. And, and that's one way to, to look at things and track, but a lot of people don't. And for me, you know, I kept turning in my numbers each week and I'm like, oh, I didn't do really well this week. And, and it was frustrating because I felt like, why am I making the same mistakes? So ultimately I, I really had a series within these five weeks of major aha moments of how I was getting in my own way. Of course it was unintentional, but Ladies, listen up. The reason I'm doing this mini series on these top 10 fitness mistakes, and I might have to branch out because I might add some more <laughs> as I go, um, but I, I think I'll probably stick to the top 10, is I know that so many of you will relate to these things. We don't do them on purpose. We are not aware of so many of them. But if if I can, that's why I'm recording these. That's why I'm recording this podcast series so that you can have the aha moments I have earlier and, and save yourself some time. Because I know every time I pull this audience, at least 70 to 80% of you will say, I'm stuck at a weight loss plateau. I feel like I've been dieting forever. I can't seem to lose weight. I'm struggling. Um, and in those cases, all of us need to go, how's, how's what I'm doing working out for me? Because if it's, if it's not going to continue to work out for me, then it's time for me to, you know, kind of like, take things up a notch, move forward, right? And do something differently. And that's that's what I did with hiring Alex. And when I got into week four, I was like, oh, I'm going to make week five different. And then week five came with a whole bunch of other, um, you know, big, well, I got engaged. That was one big thing. Um, there was a lot going on that week. And, and I had another week where I'm like, oh, I didn't do this. And then I finally finished reading part of this Kelly Levesque book that I bought when I started this program because I knew that a lot of the level 10 coaching team and Alex in particular, of course, had based a lot of her nutrition recommendations on the premises that are explained in that book. And I hadn't made time for myself. I hadn't made time to read that book. And I finally read that book and I realized like, wow, I should not be eating as much fruit as I am because there's a real tie to too much fructose and fat storage. So I had all of these revelations and I'm pounding the table as I'm saying this. Um, I had all of these revelations in the latter part of these five weeks that, that helped me see like, here's how I'm getting in my own way and I'll be damned if I'm going to let it continue. So I'm sharing the aha moments that I've had. I'm being utterly transparent with you on my habits, my behavioral traits, my tendencies and how I'm fixing them because I know that this can help you too. Now today I'm going to dive right in and we're going to talk about today's topic, which is it's based on a quote that I know a lot of you have heard before I dive into that quote. I do want to just put as a sidebar here, I referenced Alex, um, and I referenced the, um, level 10 coaching team. Uh, I'm not an affiliate for them at all. I'm not being paid to say this. I do want to say I am very, very, very impressed 
with their coaching program. Very impressed with Alex. I know her personally. Strongly recommend. I will link up to that in the show notes that you listen to my podcast interview with her. Follow her on social media. When you scroll back in time from her posts over the past year and a half, you'll see that she has rescued and healed herself in the same way that I'm looking I know she's going to be doing with me and I trust her implicitly. So I know that you will learn a lot by starting to follow her. Um, Certainly if you're thinking about hiring a trainer yourself, cannot recommend her and or anybody from that team enough. So just as a sidebar, check that out in the show notes. I'll also link up to my post on why I decided to level up and hire a personal trainer um, as well as some other relevant um, interviews and, and, and blog posts that I've put on these topics. Okay. So what is today's lesson? Have you heard that quote before where it says, and a lot of people don't understand this quote. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And I remember when I first heard that, I'm like, what the Sam hell does that mean? And I, sometimes I've, I've put that quote up on like Facebook or something. And a lot of people are like, what the hell? (laughs) I don't know what it means. So before I, I apply that to fitness and weight loss, I will sh- this, is, this is my interpretation, and I do know that this is essentially what it means. They're saying that we tend to not see situations in life or people or things that happen to us. We, we really don't tend to see them as they are objectively. We're going to see them based on where we're at in life what our mindset is, what our attitude is, what we're distracted by. Um, you know, if you, if you get fired or, or let's say you get laid off at work, your reaction to being laid off and how you view that, you might view that completely differently. If you're a mature person who's been paying attention to what's going on in the world with COVID, aware of all the layoffs that are happening at all the companies. Maybe you've been paying attention and seeing the red flags at your company and you know, you've been proactive, you've been getting on LinkedIn, you've been applying for other jobs. And so when you do get that pink slip, like so many other people at your company, number one, it's not a shock. Number two, you don't take it personally. And number three, you already have a plan in place. So you don't have an emotional reaction. However, if you tend to not be a planner, if you tend to not be proactive, if you tend to think, you know, if you tend to be a little bit delusional, um, if you tend to live in denial, something like that could happen. And you just immediately go into, woe is me. I can't believe this is happening. You start, you know, some people go into extremes, overeating, binging, drinking, Um, feeling sorry for themselves, going into a complete attitude of despair, hopelessness, doubt. Why, you know, what's wrong with me? Why did I lose my job? And instead of taking any action towards something new, they just wallow and allow themselves to be mired in the defeat and discouragement and despair. And then it turns to worry and doubt and fear. Do you see how there's two completely, utterly different reactions to the very same event? That's a really good example of we don't see things as they are. We see them based on what what we are at that time. And that's why mindset is so important. And I will link up. Let me make sure I put that one here too. Link up to Alex. Link up to the trainer. 
link up to mindset. I've done some really good podcasts in great detail on some of these. So you'll want to make sure you have a listen to those as well. Um, So how does this relate to weight loss? This is, this couldn't be um, really more appropriate for weight loss in that how many of you know, whether you've been quote unquote diagnosed with it or not, that you struggle with body dysmorphia? Um, I know I do. Um, I am, I've shared with you guys, um, and it took me a while. It's so funny that it took me a while. I always, I don't know. I, I've always been so insecure and self-conscious about my body, particularly after my hormones changed. And I never wanted to admit publicly what I weighed, how much weight I had to lose. It was like, I just wanted to hide. And it took me a while, but you know, like you guys have heard me right now say, I've been stuck at 20 pounds over my ideal optimal weight for quite a while. I used to be so, that would be something I would be so embarrassed to say, or so uncomfortable to say, because you, you always hear people go, oh yeah, I need to lose five pounds or whatever. Most people don't need to lose just five pounds. Your average person out there probably, and I am not saying this to try to make myself feel better. I'm just saying contextually, when you start to understand what 20 pounds overweight looks like on your average person, you realize that your typical American who's out there like, yeah, I probably need to lose five or 10 pounds realistically, they probably need to lose 30 to 40 pounds. And a lot more Americans who are like, oh, I need to lose 20 or 30 pounds. It's a lot more. We are, we are dramatically um, underestimating how much extra fat so many of us are carrying. And it's not about aesthetics. It's not about trying to look like you're 20 and up on stage competing in a Hawaiian Tropic commercial okay, or a contest. This is about what's healthy for the body, what's a healthy state of, of well-being, okay? So when it comes to weight loss, it is very easy when we get ourselves in a state of feeling really down about our bodies, really down about how overweight we are. And sometimes this can happen like, say, for example, me, I decide to hire Alex. This has also happened when I've hired other trainers, um, online trainers, where they do these types of programs and they say, turn in your initial measurements, your initial before and after photos, your um, your weight, you know, and, and that and that self-analysis alone can be so um, brutal. If, especially if you haven't been weighing yourself, especially if you haven't taken uh, a side picture, a front picture and a rear picture in a bikini and sent it to not only had to take the picture and look at it on your phone, but send it into somebody like it's so much more comfortable to hide and hide under your clothes, hide under a robe, hide, hide under dark lighting. Right? So that initial part of, um, hiring a trainer, or maybe you decide to join a gym and you just weigh yourself for the first time. And you're like, Oh my God, you know, it's so much more that can set you into a place where you are suddenly like I've shared, I've spent a lot of time in this, in this place. And I'm, it's something I'm constantly a work in progress where you're incredibly insecure, incredibly self-conscious, um, incredibly discouraged, um, doubtful of your ability to get where you want to be. And when you're in that state, um, it is it is really hard to see 
your potential. It is really hard to get your mind in a positive, upbeat place. You, you will, you, it's very easy for you when you are focused on what your clothes fit like right now, how good you don't feel in a bikini right now, how you don't like yourself naked right now. It's, it's very easy when you're in that state of mind, when that's how you are right now, to see yourself and your ability to believe in yourself, to have a positive attitude, to get up every day and keep doing the do. That's where this quote comes into play. Like the the way, and, and this is what I've talked about previously. I've talked about this in the why. I keep thinking of, these are some good podcasts I've recorded recently. I've got to link up the scale one where I said. You know, for me, it's been very good for me to get into this habit of weighing myself daily because it has taken the emotion out of the number on the scale. I now realize like what I weigh today is is literally just a data point. I remember hearing Jordan Syatt say that, but I'm like, yeah, sure. But still it's, it's where, no, it's, it really is just a data point for today. What my weight is today is only relevant 30 days from now when we can look at the last 30 days and see, okay, how did I do in these 30 days when I've kicked ass? Where am I ending up like at that point? It's it's always just a point in time. And, and data is what helps you look and see, okay, that's great that I was down two pounds four days ago. Then I was up. Then I was steady for two days. Now I'm down. That's great. There's There's a fluctuation because but it's also not the end of the world when I'm up two pounds. I didn't gain two pounds overnight. That's when you you can become detached. And instead of me, let's take it back to that quote. Instead of me randomly getting on a scale, looking at that number, and if it's higher than what I wanted, becoming devastated, probably going to Burger King, getting myself a Whopper with cheese and some fries or you know whatever great burger place is down here in San Antonio that I feel like frequenting. Um, I don't really go to fast food anymore. Once you live in San Antonio, the food is so good down here. You don't go to fast food, but I digress. If you live anywhere else, Burger King will do it for you. Um, so again, people think about this when you're in in an emotional state and you're down on yourself, you, you, you will tend to, and this is what I talked about in the episode number two, which is what you look for. You'll find when you're in this negative state of mind and you think, I'm so fat, I'm never going to lose weight, I've been dieting forever, this is horrible. When you look in the mirror, when you get on the scale, when you measure yourself, you will tend to look so myopically at your results instead of realizing like, hey, this is where I'm at today, but everything I'm doing behind the scenes, even though I can't see it today or maybe tomorrow, it's all building. It's like adding pennies into a bank account. You add a penny today, Next, next day you add another penny. The next day you add another penny. After a week, you've got seven cents. You're probably going to go, damn, seven freaking cents. But what happens a year from now? What happens 10 years from now? I mean, sometimes when people tell some of those stories about if you would have put a dollar a day away and you started at age 20, you'd have, you know, it's usually something like half a million dollars and people go with a dollar a day, but it's the beauty of compounded interest. 
compounded accumulative activity and results from that activity can happen, okay? That's what we have to keep our minds focused on. We have to do everything we can to keep our minds focused away from unreasonable emotion and focused on rational reality. Ooh, that was good. I'm writing that down. Un, I really am doing this, you guys, so I use this again. Unreasonable emotion versus rational. What, let's say reason, rational reason, because rational reality seems a little like too much of the same word. Um, but but that's that's what, when we think about tying this all back to that quote, this is what's going to set you up for success. If you allow yourself to focus and keep your mind and people, I'm telling you, definitely listen to my podcast on mindset. I've actually had more people who have come back to me after listening to that podcast on mindset and, and give me like major props for it. And, and the only reason I'm calling out that is it really is a very appropriate, like more of us. In fact, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this this morning. If we would grasp how much our mindset, where our mindset is, determines where we're going to go, what we're going to achieve. Wow. If I could have snapped myself out of the holy crap, bad mindset I was in for two to three years, you guys have heard me talk about how 2017, 2018, um, it really started the end of 2016. It, you know, there's, there's some various start dates, but those three years, and then really, I would just say, yeah, 2017, 2018, and 2019 were three of the worst years of my life. And yet, ironically, in the middle of all that, I met the absolute love of my life to whom I am now engaged. Um, so I had this burst of amazing happiness in the middle of all of that craziness. But I see so clearly now from a health perspective and a professional business perspective, I let my mind just get mired in the sludge of all the crap that was happening. I was in a defeated, scared, worried, stressed out, full of anxiety, um, having no confidence in myself, um, wondering why me all the time, complaining to everybody I knew about everything that was happening. And trust me, I had every reason to feel sorry for myself. Most of the people, when they hear what I was going through, are like, you need your own lifetime movie. Like they can't believe all of the stuff that I endured. And I'm proud of myself that number one, uh, I didn't, you know, I took the high road. I didn't share, I I didn't call names. Um, I didn't take the low road with some of these people. I didn't try to get back at others. I didn't go down to their level. Um, And I'm proud that I've transformed out of these experiences. I'm proud that I've come out stronger, that I could teach people, um, all the lessons that I've learned, but still it was tough. And I now see because I've made such remarkable, intentional, deliberate changes in my mindset, and I focus on changing my mindset and keeping it there all the time. It is unbelievable what you can accomplish when you change your mindset. And I've talked about this in that episode. I give many very specific examples, but trust me, If you're in the mindset of being so down on yourself, so insecure, so doubting that you can lose weight, get in shape, 
so focused on all your failures, on how long you've been dieting, how you've never lost weight for all this time, and that's what you focus on all the time, you will be sad, you will be discouraged, you will be defeated, and you will just be in this downtrodden mode that that puts you in a position to binge more often, say, I'm not going to work out today more often, I'm too tired, um, give in to that donut or those treats at the office because why bother? Um, maybe even quit and, and stop for a while and then start all over and then get depressed about that. You will be in this. It, it's much easier for you to not succeed. And in fact, almost drive yourself towards failure when you are in that poor mindset, because when you're in that poor mindset and you see yourself as hopeless, as absolutely unable to achieve what you what you want, what you aspire to, how on earth are you going to do the work? How on earth are you going to get up at four in the morning to go to the gym before you go to the office? How on earth are you going to convince yourself when all of your colleagues are going out for Mexican and, and to your favorite Mexican place and you know that what you really should do is either go with them and order, you know, maybe chicken fajitas and don't have the tortilla and maybe just go light on the guacamole and, and have, you know, chicken versus having a big burrito with sauce all over it, cheese and margaritas and chips and salsa, you know? Like it's a lot easier when you're down on yourself to just say, screw it. You've got to be in the right mindset because alternatively, let's wrap up on this. When you change your mindset and you are walking around every day and, and trust me, this is just like I've talked about in my episode on motivation. Gonna have to link that one up too. That was a good one. That was a gem. Just like I talked about in the episode about motivation, people think, Oh, I can't work out. I can't get motivated. Oh, I wish I could diet, but I just can't get motivated. Newsflash, no one, motivation happens after you start the work. It is never going to just happen to you. You have to go do the work first. That's what motivates you. And I will tell you that even just this week, I motivated myself because I got so tired of the fact that the first five weeks I wasn't getting my workouts in. And my man kept saying to me, he's like, you need, he goes, Babe, you know you're not good at getting your workouts in at night. Why don't you just do it first thing in the morning? And I remember thinking at first when he said that, like, well, duh, I, of course I want to do it first thing in the morning. And then I kept thinking, like, what is preventing me from doing it first thing in the morning? Why am I convincing myself that I can't? And so I said, here's the deal. I need to just get up, and it might mean that I get up before he does. And, and then I can go straight in there, do nothing else. It means I don't start getting on social media. I don't start having my greens. Don't start drinking my coffee and then start looking on Instagram. I get up, I get dressed, I go right into my workout room. And guess what? I told myself, if I can do it for just one day, I'll do it the second day. And if I do it two days, it's pretty much a habit because then I've shown myself I'm fully capable of doing it. And guess what? I've done it two days. And if you could see when I was in that room doing my leg workout this morning at 6 a.m. I started at 5:40. You would see somebody who is so amped, so motivated, so proud, and so determined. That's how you change everything. Because my mindset, it is a, is in a place where I absolutely 1,000 percent believe in myself. I change the, the types of smoothies I'm having every morning. I had a very boring smoothie today for breakfast. 
I changed from my daily harvest. I was making protein smoothie bowls with daily harvest as the base. It had a lot more fruit in it. After I read that Kelly Levesque book, Body Love, I realized I'm having probably too much fruit, been having too much mango, too much banana, too much this, too much that. If I can cut stuff out like that for X period of time to get my body into a healed state so it can actually lose weight like a normal person, I'm going to do it. So I had my boring spinach and almond milk and protein um, protein powder and a little bit of almond butter in it and a little bit of pineapple in it. Would I have much preferred to have my daily harvest protein smoothie with hemp granola on top? F yeah, I would. But I made the decision. My mindset is in a different place. I see, I see that very little sacrifice I just told you guys about. I'm being tongue in cheek here. But me before, this is the God's honest truth, you guys. If you if you're real with yourself, you you'll know this is so true. If you're in a bad place, this is how you can view even the littlest detail, like whether or not you have a daily harvest protein smoothie bowl with hemp-based granola on top of it for breakfast, or the type of smoothie I had, which is almond milk, spinach, chia seeds, protein powder, um, one tablespoon of almond butter, shredded coconut measured one teaspoon. It's not very sweet. It's not very thick. I had no granola on top, nothing. I couldn't add anything for more sweetness. I, I drank it. It was kind of chunky because of the spinach and the chia. It wasn't anything I was excited about. If I was in a bad place and not fired up and believing in myself, I would have been like, screw this. Why is this? Screw it. This doesn't matter. I'm just going to have my daily harvest. No one is going to tell me. How many of you would have this mindset? No one's going to tell me that a daily harvest smoothie and protein powder in it and a little bit of, you know, if a little bit of, do you know how many women I have heard say these very things? If half a serving of hemp granola on top of a daily harvest organic protein smoothie is bad for me, then clearly nothing's going to work. Screw it. I'm going to have it. See what I mean, you guys? If you're in a bad place and you see yourself in a negative fashion, you will look at all the little details, all the things that maybe your trainer tells you to to change, or maybe you read in a book and you'll go, F it. F it. It doesn't matter. Whereas alternatively, if you see yourself as, I know I'm fixable. I know I am not unfixable. I I know that there's something in my body that's not working right now. And if these things can potentially help me, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it with a positive attitude. It everything changes. When when and not only not only that, like when you believe in yourself and you you're in that positive state of mind, you will be more apt to make the changes and embrace them and believe in them. And then because you're happy and and thrilled and positive and optimistic, that affects your health, that affects your cortisol, that affects everything. When you're negative and you're rehashing all of your failures and you're thinking nothing works and, and then you binge and you have guilt and shame, those emotions play havoc on your health. Let's choose the better side of things. Am I right? Are you feeling me on this? I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode, you guys. And if this was helpful for you, if you know that this post will resonate with somebody at your office, in your family, pass it on, make, tell them to make sure that they are subscribed over at thekellyoshow.com. All of you should be subscribed over there. I've got big things coming. I told you guys, 
I hired myself the most amazing new blog coach, Liz Falsigno. She's been on this blog before talking about, um, frankly, I interviewed her on how she took her blog and made a, a real business out of it. But she also, just on a side note, has an amazing blog with some of the best tasting healthy recipes you can possibly imagine. So definitely check her out. It's The Clean Eating Couple. She's amazing. And if you're even considering t- hiring somebody as a blog coach, that woman knows her stuff. Um, I have watched her blossom over the past two to three years, which is why I knew when I wanted to be very serious about really building this podcast, really getting back to my roots and blogging and my YouTube channel. I needed someone to teach me all the things that I've not had time to learn while I've been running businesses these past, you know, five to 10 years. So she's amazing. But anyway, make sure you guys are subscribed. If you haven't had a chance to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, please do so. And I will see you guys for episode four in this mini series of 10. Just as a side note, you don't have to listen to these in order. They are 10 separate points that all are interwoven together. So I hope you enjoy and I can't wait to see you next time on The Kelly O Show.